Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a bomb! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon, c'est Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le fax troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's gonna be sick. Marinero, the sick podcast. It is two minutes past 10 p.m. Eastern on this Tuesday, 13th of June. Happy name day to me. Sandandania. Bonanamastigo to you, Tony Marinero. Thank you very much. And all the Antonios around the world. And a very, very happy. 59th wedding anniversary to my parents as well. Wishing you um, many, many more. All right, the Sick Podcast brought to you in part by Playground, your premier gaming destination, open 24-7. Drinks are always free while you play. Over 600 poker machines, poker tournaments, cash games, daily promotions, free valet, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercia Bridge. Only minutes from downtown Montreal, playground also brought to you in part by energy transportation group recently named by deloitte and cibc as one of canada's best managed companies the country's leading business award recognizing innovative and world-class companies the best managed companies canadian companies designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers their employees and their communities join a winning team and check out energy's career page for available opportunities and also Brought to you in part by La Bit Atibi, brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit Atibi offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bit Atibi, embrace your true nature. We are uh, 20 minutes of playing time away in period number three uh, to see the Las Vegas Golden Knights uh, win the Stanley Cup. 
they're up three games to one in the series. Tonight is game five. After two periods of play, they are up by a score of six to one. Six to one. And uh, the Cinderella story is over for the Florida Panthers. And I watched the way they've played in the Stanley Cup final. And I can't believe that this is the same team that beat the Boston Bruins, beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, and beat the Carolina Hurricanes. As a matter of fact, I can't believe that this is the same team that actually even won at least a game, won a game versus these teams. Uh, but uh, it is what it is. And, um, you know, um, Matthew Kachuk, unfortunately, is hurt. That hurts a lot. I would imagine he's not the only one. And um, Sergei Bobrovsky is looking like the Bobrovsky of uh, last year and earlier in the season and the year before that uh, than he was the guy in the first three rounds. Uh, there's a lot to talk to you about tonight. We're going to actually, I think we're going to go with an abbreviated show. We're probably going to cap it at about give or take 30 minutes because I want you to be able to watch period number three and watch the Stanley Cup and all that stuff. We're going to be talking Montreal Canadiens on this podcast tonight. Um, and um, because earlier this evening at around 5.44 p.m., I'm happy to tell you that um, we broke a story, although I wish it would have been a, a much better situation, a much better circumstance, because it's never fun to report uh, on somebody losing their job. And in this case, two people losing their job. And um, based on what I hear uh, from a bunch of people, some very good people as well. So hearing that Donald Bomforth, head physio, and Graham Reinbend, head athletic therapist of the Montreal Canadiens, have been relieved of their duties. That was once again at 5.54 p.m. The Montreal Canadiens did not come out with a tweet, did not come out with a statement, did not come out with a press release, nothing. Um, and they said that they, um, they would not come out with anything. And I, and, but members of the media called the Montreal Canadians and said, Tony had this report and the sick podcast had this report. Is it true? And the Montreal Canadians said, yes, it's true. And I think it shows a lot of class from the Montreal Canadians because it's not something that they're happy to report. It's not something that they wanted to put out there, uh, in terms of a press release or whatever, um, Two good people uh, lost their job today, and, and some of you watching right now on YouTube Live and Facebook Live and Twitter Live, and everyone's got an opinion. You're very passionate about your team, and you would. some of you are saying uh, that, you know what, uh, this was an obvious move, and you would have did the same thing, but nevertheless, it's, um, it is two people that lost their job, which is never fun. I bring in one guy who covers the Montreal Canadiens day in, day out, night in, night out, like pretty much 12 months a year. Uh, I don't even know if he's taking vacation this summer, even though he's got himself a beautiful home and a beautiful deck and a beautiful pool. Stu Cowan of the Montreal Gazette and HockeyInsideOut.com. What's going on? Hey, Tony. How are you doing? It is, uh, it is sad. I mean, Graham Reinbent, 19 years with the Canadians. I remember him when he was a athletic therapist for the North Shore Broncos football team. Oh, really? Eh? Team before, he, uh, before he moved up and made his way to the Canadians. And, you know, these guys work when you're around the team, especially when you're on the road, they work incredible amount of hours. It's crazy the days that these guys put in, uh, especially on a game day when they're there for a morning skate and dealing with players before the practice, after the practice, before the game, after the game. It's long days, but um, injuries have been a big problem for the Canes the last two years, setting an NHL record this season and man games lost, breaking the record they set the previous season. So uh, at the post-mortem news conference, Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes both said they were going to look into uh, the situation and make changes if necessary, and I guess they felt these changes were necessary. Stu, I want to thank you not only for coming on tonight um, under short notice because 
once the news broke uh, at that point, I, I wanted to get someone who's been covering the team uh, once again for quite some time and who knows Graham very, very well. Um, and uh, I want to thank you for your article that you wrote in the Montreal Gazette and HockeyInsideOut.com for, for giving us credit here at the Sick Podcast for breaking the story. Thank you very much for that. Uh, credit where credit's due, Tony's a good scoop. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that, but uh, not always, you know, not everyone in the media is like that, but I have to tell you that uh, today was, was, was pretty good in that regard, so it's very much appreciated. And uh, there's a stat I was looking for, which I'm going to tell you right now, I got from your article, so I'll give you the credit. We put up uh-huh. a little graphic here. But it's in terms of the man games lost, all right? The Canadians led the NHL season in man games lost to injury with 751, breaking the league record they set in the previous season with 720 man games lost. We were looking for that, and uh, we got it from your article. So uh, thank you for that information, and you had it there. Uh, That's not a record that you want to break, Stu, and that's one of the reasons why today... um, Donald and Graham have been relieved of their duties. Yeah, and, you know, injuries, it's bad luck in a lot of cases too. You know, Josh Anderson crashes into the goalpost and suffers a high ankle sprain. There's no, you can't blame trainers for that. You can't blame, you know, Slavkowski has a knee injury. You can't blame trainers for that. Where the concern was, <clears throat> excuse me, was just guys coming back from injuries and getting re-injured. Uh, Sean Monaghan playing on a broken foot early in the season and being allowed to continue to play on it. It ended up, uh, you know, causing a groin issue when he was 25 games he played and he was done for the year. Brendan Gallagher breaking his ankle, being allowed to play on a broken ankle, uh, coming back and then missing a bunch of time, coming back and breaking the same ankle again. Uh, Mike Matheson with a groin injury, coming back too soon and then being injured again. You know, Caden Gooley, I remember the game where he suffered a high ankle sprain. He was back out playing again afterwards. It's just, and, you know, at the post-mortem news conference, uh, Gordon and he's both talked about how, you know. Cole Caulfield, especially- pardon me, Cole Caulfield playing through a shoulder Cole injury Caulfield, now. Now, we have to put it in the context, shoulder. too, that we don't have all the information, you and I. And yeah. there's some players that choose to play through injury when if it was up to the head athletic therapist or the trainer, they'd probably say we'd rather you don't. But ultimately, a player knows their threshold, knows what injury they have. Sometimes they're told that if they play through it, they won't re-aggravate it. It won't mm-hmm. get worse. So there's some things that we don't know, Stu, right? We should point that without out. Without a, without a doubt. I mean, and, you know, they even Hughes and Gordon talked about this. A guy like Brendan Gallagher will have an arrow sticking through his head and say that he's fine. You know, he's just that type of guy. Um, so medical stuff. But, you know, when it's a broken bone, it did show up in an x-ray. And at some point, I think you need to protect players from themselves. And that's what Kent Hughes said after, at that news conference. They're going to have to do a better job of protecting players from themselves. You know, Sean Monaghan, I understand why he wanted to play on that broken foot. We saw him wearing Calgary when he showed up for the game wearing the boot cast, and then he played that game, and we understood why he wanted to play against Calgary, the team he had been with for 10 years. It's a big game for him. He had a marked on the calendar, but then he continued to play a couple of games after that on the broken foot. And it reminds me, you go back to the 2017-18 season, I think it was, and Shea Weber broke his foot in the first game of the season. And then he played 25 more games on a broken foot, and that led to the ligament surgery and then all the issues that he had after that. And, like, how many times are you going to keep letting guys play on broken foot? Um, and, and, like, how much of that is Graham? How much of that is the doctor saying he's okay to play? It, there's a lot of things that go into behind the scenes as far with injuries with players. You know, we'll walk by the room on the road. and We don't see it at home, but on the road, you'll see sometimes the training room door will be open. You'll see all the guys on the table getting whatever physio they need. We don't see that in Montreal, obviously. But there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that we don't know. In the media. We, we in the media don't know, like, 
how it works as far as the final say. Is it Graham Reinbender says he's good to play? Is it Graham Reinbender talks to the doctors and the doctors say he's good to play? But it just seems to me there's been too many cases of players being injured, coming back too soon, and re-aggravating that injury and being out for an extended period of time. And with Sean Monaghan, the value that he had or could have had at the trade deadline, um, like why he wasn't shut down for – Four weeks of a broken, you know, broken foot, put in a cast. Four weeks, six weeks, it's healed. You come back and and you play. Why that wasn't done, and have him ready and healthy going into the trade deadline was a big mistake that the Canadians made. Whether it was management, uh, uh, Graham Ryan the doctors, whoever, uh, that was a, a bad decision to let him play. He wanted to play, but again, sometimes you need to protect players from themselves. And I think moving forward, that's something the Canadians are really going to have to focus on. Yeah, look. Uh... There are a lot of people, and it's, it's you know, I'm taking a look at YouTube Live right now and on the chats, too, and there's a lot of people that are saying, hey, you know what, uh, you know, you have to make a move, saw this one coming. There's a lot of people are saying to blame all this on the head athletic therapist, or this is kind of sad, but the organization, like, they had to do something at the same time, and it's true. Some good people lost their jobs today, and we feel for them, and we're thinking of them, and I'm sure they're going to bounce back, but, you know, they couldn't back-to-back seasons, record numbers. Mm-hmm. If they don't make a move and they come back with the same staff and the same thing happens next year, I mean, you know, all of a sudden they're taking an awful lot of heat for not doing anything in the offseason. So they reacted. And now you talked about a quote at the year-end presser. Let's see Aniello and Sammy and Master Control if we can bring up the quote at the end of the year. All right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Jeff Gordon, we led the league in man games lost last year. I think we broke the record this year, so we're pretty mindful of it. We'll spend a lot of time trying to figure out where we've got to get better, and it's definitely something not lost on us. I mean, and, and it's a new management team, also, and Jeff Gordon might have his own people he's dealt with before, whether in Boston, New York, someone available that they're going to yeah. bring in. But, but again, it's been a really big problem for two seasons in a row. And as I mentioned, even going back to like the Shea Weber situation, um, you know, and Carey Price with his knee issues, and uh, Paul Byron with his hip, and you know, let's say injuries, injuries happen in hockey, and the Kings have been unlucky in a lot of situations with the injuries. But again, just it's time after time, guys playing through injuries and re-aggravating the injury and being out for more time than they could have been or should have been if they had just been dealt with properly right from the beginning. So, you know, Brendan Gallagher said at the end of the season he's going to be more honest with himself moving forward. We'll see if that's true. That's going to be difficult for him. Uh, you know, Jeff Gordon said Brendan Gallagher's going to have to tie him down to a table to keep him from going out on the ice. That's one of the yeah. things that 
people love about Brendan Gallagher. He's a warrior. He wants to be there. He wants to be out there for his teammates. I go back to last season. It was just the, over the holiday period when they were in Nashville. And I was at the practice. And Gallagher went down really hard in the corner, like really hard. Yeah. He was down for a while. When that Gallagher's down for a while, you know he's hurt. Graham Ryanbent came on the ice, got him up. They went to the bench. And Gallagher sat there for maybe five minutes. Then he came back and he finished the practice. And then he played in the next game against the Predators. That was the last game he played. That's when he broke the ankle again. And when I asked at the end of the season if it was the ankle that hurt when he went down, he said yes. So you wonder, like, why was he yeah. allowed to continue that practice? It was a practice. You know, the, mm-hmm. Alan Iverson practice. Yeah. <laughs> it was why he was allowed to continue that practice, never mind play the next game. And then, you know, he broke the ankle again, and he was out for, for another extended period of time. Stu, there's something that we have to consider here, and, and uh, you know, not that the players did these gentlemen in, but one of the things that we have to consider is Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes in their exit meetings, they met with all the players. Mm-hmm. They talked to all the players. And you can imagine the ones that were injured, they asked them about their injury. They asked them about the diagnosis. They asked them about the cor- the recovery. They asked them about the training. They asked them about everything. And so after taking a look at the numbers of man games lost last year, the number of man games lost this season, the situations that you talked about, other bits and pieces of information that they were able to gather in those exit interviews, this is what they came up with. Yep, and, 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 and like you said, they're not their hires, right? They're not yeah, their hires. Exactly. Right? And and the players that we asked at the end of the season defended the medical staff. You know, Jordan Harris, a young player, Gallagher, these guys all said these guys do a, the great work to get us back out. Did they say something different when they were talking with Gorton and Hughes one-on-one at the, the end of the season? Who knows? They're the only ones who know for sure. Uh, but again, just to go back, I mean, the, 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 the hours that these guys work, and uh, I don't know Graham well. I mean, I've seen him around for years and years covering the team. But, you know, the, the family and these guys put in a lot of hours. They're away from their family a lot of time. They don't make the money that the NHL players make. Uh, no. it's, it's, it's a tough job. It's a, it's, it's can be hard on families. And yeah. this is a hard day for both of their families. Losing a yeah. job. Somebody yeah. losing their job isn't something to celebrate. But the Canadians' new management team obviously felt this was these were moves that had to be made moving forward, whether it's – are they scapegoats or is this just showing that we're doing something? Yeah. Who knows for sure. But the, you know, it seemed like something had to be done and these were the decisions that were taken to moving forward. Yeah. I, I know less about Donald. Uh, I know a little bit more about Graham because of course Mm -hmm. he's been here for a very, very long time. Uh, I don't know him very well by all accounts, based on what I hear. Very, very good man. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, could you imagine the head athletic therapist, of a team like the Montreal Canadiens, man, it's like everyone must try to get to you and you got to be as secretive and as private and as confidential as they come. I mean, and if you're not, you don't keep that job for 19, you don't keep that job for nine months, never mind 19 years. You're fired after nine minutes. You're fired after nine minutes. And, And think of the injuries that he was aware of that other people were not aware of. Think of, Sometimes the injuries that they reported, which, Stu, you'd have to think that not every injury that they said was an injury to a specific body part is accurate, right? I mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, right? They, they probably, yeah. 
you know, some players' injuries over the years. I mean, they probably said it was uh, was lower body, was probably upper body, was probably upper body, was probably lower body, yeah. and then and all that stuff. So, well, Kirby Doc had a non-COVID illness virus that suddenly developed into a lower body injury this year. That was one yeah. of those sort of bizarre yeah. things. You know, Dadinov went from being a healthy scratch to a therapy day to a lower body injury. To, yeah. Uh, you know, there's, the, the Canadians have been much more transparent with the new management team, but not so much when it comes to injuries. I don't remember who it was, but once upon a time, I think a player was diagnosed with general body soreness, <laughs> which is what I've been going through ever since I hit 40 years of age. And now I'm 50 and it's about 10 years I've been going through general body soreness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, trust me, Brendan Gallagher goes through general body soreness from probably game two until game 82, if he, if he can play 82 games yeah. or however many games he plays. It's, it's, it's tough to be talking about possible assistance once again on a night when someone lost their, their jobs, but it is, it is the, the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Yeah. And, uh, and I wonder, I wonder what the connection is with, uh, with Gorton and I'm sure, and Hughes and, and, and some people that work in that, like, I'm sure they must know a ton of people. Oh, for and, sure. Who doesn't want to be the head physio or the head athletic therapist yeah. of the Montreal Canadiens? They probably got a thousand phone calls and messages already. Well, as Ken Hughes is a former agent, he would have had physiotherapists and athletic therapists that he would have sent players to see in the off season. Or maybe if he wasn't happy with the, the treatment one of his players was getting from the team staff, he probably had other people that he dealt with, or I'm sure he did have other people he dealt with. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what the, who the, who they announced to replace uh, these yeah. two guys. We have one of the best in the city uh, in terms of um, strength and conditioning coach. And I don't, I don't know the realm of everything that he does uh, and just what he branches out into, but I know, you know, who I'm talking about and I don't know, even know if he's interested in the position, but he did have it once upon a time. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Scott Livingston. I mean, yeah. um, now, now once again, they do have a s strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. It was not the strength and conditioning coach that was relieved of his duties no, today. It was the head physio and the head athletic therapist. I would yeah. imagine Scott like is is uh, your one stop shop, and he can do everything. And once again, I don't even know if it well, would be a well, position that interests him. Graham's almost like your first responder ambulance guy there too, right? When guys yeah. Are first guy oh yeah. So it's it's there's a lot a lot involved in his job. As I said, a lot of hours. Uh, a lot of pressure too, and you know, players who have seen some serious injuries on the ice of the Canadians over the years. Uh, and he's the guy; he's, he's got to be on the ball all the time. So, um, tough day for him. Um, I guess if you want to look on the bright side, I'm sure he'll be able to get work in his field moving forward, carrying your name of the former Canadians athletic therapist for 19 years. Be yeah, be able to spend more time with his family now because, as I said, those guys don't see much of their families during the season, whether they're on the road or at home, because even when they're at home, they're gone most of the day, you know? So it's, yeah. uh, uh, as, and as I said, they don't make the money that players make. It's, uh, uh, you know, people look at jobs like that and they think how glamorous they are. Uh, and there's a lot of perks that come with working for a professional hockey team or even covering a professional hockey team. But there's also a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't see and don't realize uh, the toll this can take on people from a family perspective and whatnot. So uh, I'm sure this is a really difficult day for, uh, for Graham Lineband. You know, sports science departments nowadays can be extremely sophisticated and very technologically advanced and stuff like that. I'm wondering how the Canadian sports department, science department is set up and just how ahead of the game or on point or behind the game they are like i'm just 
Well, that's something that I'm sure Jeff Gordon rose one of the main things he was looking at. Uh, you know, they came in, now they've got their own coach in place. Uh, now they're going to have their own sort of athletic therapist in place. Moving through, they got their own scouts and whatnot in place. So it's a sort of a gradual rebuilding process. Um, and they've you know, looked at the organization top to bottom. And as you know, Jeff Gordon said in that post, uh, post-mortem news conference, this was one of the things that he wanted to focus on and figure out why this was happening two years in a row to, to set the record for man games lost to injuries. Yeah. I um I talked about this uh, months ago on the podcast. Too. I wish I remembered the date. We would have pulled it up, but I remember doing it because, you know, I had people very close to the situation give me their opinion on the subject. And they said to me, very close to the situation, by the way, very, very close. And they said to me that they thought that when it came to um, trauma incidents, they were the the cream of the crop. They were the top of the league. But when it came to diagnosing injuries and treating injuries. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that they had a long ways to go. Well, remember when Shea Weber went in for what was supposed to be a minor knee surgery, like an arthroscopic type thing, and then it ended yeah. up being major knee surgery. You know, he went under, they put him under, he figured he was coming out, he was going to be ready to go in a few weeks, and then it turned out, no, we got bad news for you. It was worse than we thought. You're going to be out for months. So it, it, those type of things. And again, is that, how much of that is on the athletic therapist? How much of that is on the medical staff or the doctors or, or whatnot? So it, there's, it's, it's, there's not just, excuse me, there was two guys lost their jobs today, but there's a whole bunch of people involved in making these decisions behind the scenes. All right. So is this uh, the way you thought it would go down? Here we are, 13th of June, and it was, what, about uh, less than 10 days ago that Cole Caulfield was signed to an eight-year contract extension, and uh, nine or 10 days later, um, when was it? It was uh, it was eight days ago. It was on the Monday, mm-hmm. right? On the Monday, yep. they announced the Caulfield contract. Eight days later, um, of course, we got the report that um, that the uh, the head physiotherapist and the head athletic therapist have been relieved of their duties. Um, I would imagine uh, next on top is the uh, is the NHL draft. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Um, you know, it's the number five pick, and with Mitchkov's available, and uh, it doesn't stop. It, the Tony seems to get it's like twelve months a year, yeah. maybe a month off. 
August is about the only month that there's nothing going on. But uh, um, heading into the draft, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting what Ken Hughes tries to move up, what he does. There's all kinds of all kinds of yeah. things, yeah. interesting stuff going on around right now with the Canadians. My uh, my buddy Paul texted me today um, and said, "Okay, Tony, so who are the Canadians drafting fifth overall?" I said, "Paul." Tell me who the top four are going to be. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm going to tell you who I think the fifth pick is going to be. But unless I know who the top four are going on, I don't know. Exactly. You know, I'll, I'll, so I'll, you know, everyone knows that Connor Bedard is going number one. Yep. And then after that, all bets are off. The, and as a matter of fact, the, the consensus is that Fantilli is going number two. Mm-hmm. But I was on a call with someone yesterday who's in the know, and he believes – that Carlson is going to go number two to Anaheim and not Fantilli. Yep. So, I mean, that that changes up everything. And at that point, you would think Fantilli is going to go third. And if Fantilli goes third, well, you know, I would think that fourth or fifth is, you know, the San Jose take uh, Michkov or do they take uh, Will Smith? And I'll, I'll say this. My gut, Stu is that if Michkov is available at five, the Canadians will pass. I don't know this for a fact. It's just my gut feel. I'm almost flip a coin on that one. Like, I don't, like, I I know they're going to do their homework one way or the other, whatever decision they make. But, I mean, last year, who thought Shane Wright was going to fall to number four going into the draft? No, that that wasn't expected. I think Will Smith, Will Smith is sort of the really interesting guy here. He's a guy that, you know, Kent Hughes coached in youth hockey in Boston. You have to think he'd really like to get him. You're wondering if he's talking with the teams above them, if, Maybe there's a trade he can make to move up if one of the teams ahead of them isn't maybe not that interested. Maybe they're going to take somebody else. If they can move up, make a trade to move up a spot or two to get Will Smith, that's something to keep an eye on. I think that's a guy that Kent Hughes has a, bit of, a lot of interest in for, for many reasons. Uh, but with Mishkov, if he's available, man, it's a, that's a tough one. That's such a tough decision to make and long-term consequences too. But um, yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost 50-50 on it at this point whether the Canadians would take him or not. Cause you know, I don't try and be an, uh, pretend to be an expert on these uh, draft prospects. I don't yeah. see them enough, uh, but just from watching video highlights of them and listening to people who do scout for a living and what they've said about him, uh, he's, he's a hell of a talent. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he's not a big guy. That's another thing that they might be a concern with the Canadians yeah. having small players already. Um, but it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a fun night in Nashville with the draft. Stu, unless uh, Kent Hughes wins all these poker tournaments and is a poker star at Playground, one of our sponsors, uh, just based on listening to him speak, then again, maybe, you know what, this guy's so sharp that he probably doesn't want to give away his hand. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor that situation. A shadow goes out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal, as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located at Montreal Shop Angus and the second on the North Shore in Terban. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. All right, okay. Uh, let, me, let me say a quick poker story. Can't tell me. So when I had a one-on-one with Kent after he got the job and we were talking, I was talking about Vinny LeCavalier, who, you know, he was the agent for Vinny. And when he was trying to recruit Vinny, uh, his agency business was sort of a little bit shaky at the time, whether he was going to be able to do it. And he was, you know, recruiting Vinny pretty hard. And then he gets this call from Vinny and Vinny says, okay, Kent, I'm going to sign. I'm going to go with you. And Kent says, oh, that's great. And there's a bit of a pause. And Vinny says, you're not more excited than that. And Kent Stu says, well, I'm going to be negotiating your contracts. You don't want me to have a poker face? 
So, <laughs> so I guess he's, I imagine he's probably a good poker player. He's a smart guy. That's a good one. That's a really, really good one. By the way, about a minute ago, Aiden Hill made a glove save. I don't know if you saw it off of Anthony Duclair. No, I don't have the but he, he, he made He made like the save of the playoffs. Like, puss. And wow. <laughs> uh, not that it really matters because the no. score is 6-1 for Florida, uh, for, for, for Vegas with 11.48 left in period number three. Mind you, where it can matter is, is Aiden Hill going to win the Conn Smythe? Mm, now, I don't think he will. I think it's going to go to Marshall. So what do you think? That's a good pick. I mean, he's really solid through the playoffs, producing for a small guy. He's the only small guy they have. He's the only guy under six foot tall that the, the Vegas Golden Knights have. My, my question is, I want to make see it seven Stanley, one, by the way, make it seven one. I want to see what a Stanley Cup parade down the strip in Las Vegas is going to look like. That's going to be something. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be absolutely unbelievable. They, by the way, they say there's about 20,000. Uh, and it looks like it's Barbashev, by the way, who's made it. You got to see the images right now, Stu. It looks like there's about 20,000 people outside uh, the T-Mobile arena uh, waiting to celebrate. This is going to be one huge party in Vegas. And and by the way, my buddy Mike, my buddy Mike is leaving for Vegas tomorrow because he's (laughs) he's going to watch the the Canadians men's national team play because they're playing in the CONCACAF Nations League tournament. Uh, so he's probably going to go watch a couple of games. He's also going to make a vacation out of it with his wife and stuff like that. But can you imagine, like, when party. he booked the ticket, like, he had no idea that the Stanley Cup obviously was going to come out one night before on Tuesday, June 13. But he could have been there, and it could have been an unbelievable party. Man, that's too oh. bad. Well, the first time I went there to cover a game when the Canadians were in Vegas, it was before COVID. And, man, what an atmosphere it is there. That, that arena, <clears throat> that arena rocks. It's it's a really fun, fun building to watch a game in, and uh, so there'll be a party tonight in Vegas. Uh, and then you know it's good. It's good for hockey. It's good for hockey. A first time Stanley Cup champion team. Yeah, uh, expansion team. It's uh, creates more interest in that part. Reinhardt has just narrowed the lead to seven two, but this one game is. Oh, by the way, what a snipe into the top corner it was absolutely unbelievable. You know who's got? Uh, you know who's got uh, season tickets? To the Vegas Golden Knights, one of our friends. Who's that? Russ Amber. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I was in a taxi. It's an Uber, actually, in Vegas uh, when I was there. And I got in the Uber, and, you know, I was talking with guys, and where are you from? And uh, the Uber driver was looking at me, and uh, you know, I come from Montreal, and I cover hockey. Who are you and, talking to, Chris Weidman? <laughs> so, he said, so he says, I said, are you a, a hockey fan? He says, I, I hated hockey. He says, I had no use for hockey. He says, uh, you know, one of my friends told me he had tickets for the, uh, the Golden Knights game. So I went to the game with him. Man, that's the coolest sport I ever saw. That's all I like now. I go around, I try and go to as many games as I, as I can. It's just hard to get tickets now. But just got so many people in those markets in the States. Watching hockey on TV and watching hockey live is night and day, right? So you yeah. can get people into an arena and see a live NHL game and the speed and the pace and everything else. Uh, that's the way to sell it. And uh, this guy was the, went from having no interest in hockey to becoming a huge hockey fan with the Golden Knights. It's unbelievable, eh, Stu? Uh, and we'll end it with this. The Vegas Golden Knights, six years later, have won the Stanley Cup. And it's, it, look, yeah. it's not official yet. There's 10 minutes left, yeah. but they're going to win this thing. Six years later, the Montreal yeah. Canadiens have been trying for 30 years, too. Yeah, well, one of the advantages now with these new expansion teams, especially where the draft is, they can get better players than what the Washington Capitals and those teams used to get. Yeah. The other thing is you're starting with a fresh slate. You're not handcuffed with any bad contracts right off the bat. 
That's I'm true. Sure there's a lot of a lot of GMs and other teams in the NHL would love to be able to just wipe out their bad contracts and start from scratch again. And that's what these guys get an opportunity to do. They're not handcuffed by bad contracts that were, you know, a guy in the third year of an eight-year contract who's not playing well. That doesn't. So they get they get a fresh start. And uh, and you, you know you got a good management, smart management, and they've had that. Stu, thanks once again for coming on on short notice, and I think we're going to break away here so I can give you a chance to watch the last nine <laughs> minutes of regulation and see the Stanley Cup come out. Look, we work, we we watch, and we work all year for this to see the Stanley Cup come out and be presented. It is, uh, you know, probably the most prestigious trophy in all of professional sports, and it's arguably the hardest one to win, so I want to give you that opportunity. Thanks, Stu. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Tony. Take care. All right, thank you very much. Uh, in ending, uh, Agnello gives me a call. And uh, right after, um, you know, uh, we broke the story that um, the Canadians were relieving their head physio and their head athletic therapist of their duties. And he calls me and he says, um, yeah, so I, I just saw the tweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, yes, yes, yes. So he says, um, what are you doing now? And I said, I, I did the, well, you, you called me. I had to pull over. I'm, I'm on a Vespa ride here. So he says, I, well, I, you know, it'd be cool for you to do a video. I said, to do what? I, well, to, to give a, a quick commentary on what happened in this and that and whatever and to tell people to watch the podcast tonight. So I said, hey, Angela, I got to go, man. I did my work, man. I broke my story. I did the tweet, this, that, whatever, all that stuff. So I thought about it. I said, I got to do this video. So I don't know. I don't know, maybe you've had a chance to see it on Twitter, but in yellow, if we can bring up the video. There we go. There we go. What a beautiful vest, man. Marinaro, the sick podcast. We got Habs breaking news. The sick podcast is hearing the Donald Bomforth, head physio of the Montreal Canadiens, and Graham Reinbed, head athletic therapist of the Montreal Canadiens, have been relieved of their duties. Of course, we know over the past couple of seasons, the Montreal Canadiens have lost a ton of man games due to injuries. That's not a record you want to have. Something was bound to give, and unfortunately, those two gentlemen have paid the price today. Our best wishes go out to them. More on this developing story and much more tonight on The Sick Podcast. Watch me at 10 p.m. I'm Marinero, The Sick Podcast, your number one source for Habs news and Habs scoops. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group, La Bita TV, and Playground. And there you go. So my question to you is uh, that beautiful red Vespa, by the way, which I picked up at XL Moto. My question to you is if uh, we continue to break some stories, when are you buying the red helmet? Tony says, Josie Levesque, Jose, I already had the black one. I don't know. Now everyone's telling me to go buy go back and buy the red one, uh, which, uh, which I might do. Okay. Wolf, how did you get the inside news? Yeah. Well, uh, that's uh, no, if you would know anything about this business, when you have a scoop, like you just, you don't divulge. Lucky guess. That's how I know. You know, how did I find out today that uh, two people were being relieved of their duties? Lucky guess. How did I find out uh, eight days before about Cole Caulfield's contract? Lucky guess. That's it. Um, anyway, uh, my question to you is, uh, do you want me to, uh, if I'm going to continue to break a story or two here and there, do you want me to do it on the Vespa this summer? Hey, you want me to do taking a page out of Kevin Weeks's book, who basically Kevin Weeks will, when he breaks stories, will do it basically anywhere in his car and in a restaurant or whatever. Would you want me to do it in my spa? Or do you want me to do it on the Vespa? I think the Vespa is kind of cool. Especially that beautiful red Vespa. 
right? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. 7-3 is the score now. Eight minutes and 21 seconds left in regulation. All right, okay, so uh, once again, check out XL Moto. They're at 5480 Parry Street to pick up your Vespa. Once again, special thanks to all of you, my sick army, my sick community. The sick podcast brought to you in part by La Bit ATB, brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, and brought to you in part by Playground. That's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time. Same place, 10 p.m. If you enjoyed the podcast you're watching right now on Facebook Live or Twitter Live, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Like it, share it with your friends. We're building something pretty special here. One day at a time, and uh, we're, we're breaking stories. It's fun. Out of the basement in Villa South. Our own little media company here, based out of Kirkland, Quebec. Sick media. Pretty sick day for our company. Eight days ago was a pretty sick day for our company. The next couple of days and the next couple of weeks and the next couple of months and the next hockey season are going to be pretty sick days for our company. And we're so happy to have you along for the ride. Know you, know us. We can't do it without you. We will never forget that. And we're never going to lose sight of that. If you're going to listen to us on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. It makes us feel good about it. Thank you very much, everyone. Same time, same place. Tomorrow night, it's the Sick Podcast. For Yellow and Sammy and Master Control, their Cavallaro. It's Marination. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.